Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sick is in trouble, <sighs> Welcome to the kids' table, guys. This week I had to sit through Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers! <laughs> 1993's classic and underappreciated insane masterpiece, Super Mario Brothers. This week I had to sit through Super Mario Brothers. The summary is as follows. Two Brooklyn plumbers, Mario and Luigi, must travel to another dimension to rescue a princess from the evil dictator King Koopa and stop him from taking over the world. Welcome. Strap in! Hey, you guys like um, you guys like ASMR? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm talking into your, talking intimately into your ears. And Matt's had a whiskey. Matt, Matt's had a whiskey. You getting all and getting all tingly? <laughs> Okay. We're doing 93's Mario Brothers. Yes. Um, Kendra, as you could hear from that wonderful introduction, uh, did not like it and may or may not have uh, skipped the I last 40 minutes. Okay, I didn't finish the fucking movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did not finish watching Mario Bro- Super Mario Brothers. It was not my fault. What happened was Matt was supposed to come to my place in East Harlem to record this episode. We were going to record it at 7.30. At around 5 o'clock, Matt let me know that he had left the microphone at his apartment in... Where are we? This is back matter that no one needs to know about. No, no, it's fine. We're telling this story because I want them to know that I did not not finish the movie because I'm a poor sport. Where are we, Matt? Are we somewhere in, like, Brooklyn? I don't know. Point being, the mic could not get from his apartment in East Harlem. I mean, his apartment in Brooklyn to my apartment in East Harlem. So I had to leave my apartment... An hour and a half before I thought I was going to have to do anything, therefore throwing off my entire schedule. Therefore, I did not finish the last 40 minutes of this stupid fucking movie. And there's not a dry eye in the house for Kendra's story, and we will (laughs) launch into actually how we sort of represent probably the two basic modes of sort of thought on Super Mario Brothers in general, which is absolutely reviled and panned by all who saw it, or loved and cherished as a cult classic. It's fucking terrible. It's really fun and good. No, it's not. It's This is, um, oh, is it worse than Ernest? I don't know. No. They're on par. They're on par. You're fu- you're out of your goddamn mind. But no. I mean, this was a terrible movie. I My mind was wandering through the whole thing. I had Dr. Phil on so I could watch in the cor- out of the corner of my eyes. This is the kind of, not, <laughs> not only is this how she watches movies, but no, we, we don't research. I, it's how I watch movies that are not good. This movie is divisive. I don't, I don't think 15% on Rotten Tomatoes is divisive. I think that's a pretty solid opinion that this movie is crap. Uh, I mean, if you were a proper cinephile, you would know to disregard mostly Rotten Tomatoes as a gross aggregator of just crazy people. It has like, Get Out has like a 99% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I love that movie, but you know what? I'm not going to go to Rotten Tomatoes for my scoring. I mean, it's a very helpful tool. Polls are dead. Do you, you know this at this point. You hate Pacific Rim, so your opinion means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Brothers is super interesting. At least you have to admit, from a, like, 
journey from you know idea to product no because i didn't see any reflection of the mario product in this movie this is such a superficial the first criticism ever i understand this movie i mean this is truly based off of a product though so i felt like there should have been more mario in it as in like the at this point what it would have been in the nes game yeah uh so this is the um According to the internet, this is the um, first direct adaptation of a video game to film. Which I guess I have nothing to contradict that. Um, this movie's extra weird, yeah. I mean, like, the reason I think the first rash of uh, reaction against it uh, for those who would go see it would be fans of, you know, the video game. And yeah, y- there's a lot of references and characters named after things in the game, but the actual, like, film itself... It doesn't look anything like the Mario I know, whether that's NES, N64, GameCube, like, there's no connection here. Yeah, there's nothing. Um, yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, and I understand if, like, people went into the theaters expecting to just see, like, you know, some sort of, like, weird fantasy video game-based thing with Italian plumbers. Uh, they got, like, a really weird, like, cyberpunk dystopic thing instead um, and so I understand why people might like just at, at that first impression just be like, fuck this. Before I launch into like why I think particularly this movie is not made for me, um, I guess we should say this movie was made in 1993. It stars Bob Hoskins and a very young John Leguizamo. Like I kind of forgot he ever looked like that. Yeah, he's like a sta- he was like a stand up. I think this is even though everyone had a horrible time on this film, and uh, both Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo cite this as one of their worst filming experiences of all time. In fact, in John Leguizamo's uh, book from 07, he basically admits that he and Hoskins were drunk the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite detail, is the fact that they, like, just sort of drank regularly to get through each shoot. And uh, the other thing is that, and I think this is a direct result of that, Bob Hoskins was, like, pretty fucking beat up by the end of this. He broke his finger, he broke his arm, he got minor cuts and bruises and contusions from, you know, all the, like, poorly set up stunt work when a stunt double wasn't involved. Yeah, and I mean, this movie doesn't, I I can't actually speak for Bob Hoskins because I'm not super familiar with his career, but I can tell you right now that this does not reflect uh, John Leguizamo's, like, potential or talent or career at all. Like, this is a terrible... This is a terrible represent- representation of talent and movie from everyone in this film, from John Leguizamo to, to like, Mrs. Dursley, Fiona Shaw. These are incorrect things that Kendra's saying. No! <laughs> um, I think... Well, this... I think... Wasn't this John Leguizamo's, like, first breakout role, though? Was it? Had he not been in? I'd have to double check that. I mean... I mean, this has to be better than, like, going to see his one-man show or something. His... Okay, no, I will... I have to defend you right now. Defend him right now. He he has a show with the public right now called Latin History for Morons that I actually kind of loved when I saw it. It's um, basically a show... Sorry, the public here in New York City. This is very New York-centric right now. Everything we um, do and say is. Yeah. But, so... um. He has a show at the public, Latin History for Morons, and it's a show that where he basically, in 90 minutes to two hours, I forget exactly how long, um, is trying to explain the history of South America and Latin America um, because he realized that that's just never taught in American schools, which it's not. And he's also... I mean, it's really hilarious and great. 
he's also the clown in Spawn. Okay. So isn't that so? <laughs> he, he's very he's very his talented. finest role. He is a Tony nominated actor. <laughs> God, this movie. I mean, it might be obvious. This movie definitely went... I think there were four drafts of the script. And the first draft, I believe it was purported to be... To be basically the closest to, like, a, a direct translation of the video game to film that you could get. Like, there was King... There was, like... I think Bowser was involved. And, you know, there were there was fantasy. And they had to save a princess. I and, was really missing Bowser. And, like, there were, the, I think they, like, transported to, like, the fungus kingdom and the mushroom kingdom with all the toad people and stuff. Like, it was, I think the first pass of this was, like, a much more faithful adaptation. I don't really know where it went wrong at some point. I mean, I think it went wrong when you decided that you were going to adapt a 2D video game to a 3D dystopic movie. I think... I think Nintendo was very cagey about giving over, even for a temporary period, the intellectual rights of, you know, a game series that was bringing them in so much money. Mm-hmm. And so I think in, in like, I guess the closest analog is in, like, Suicide Squad fashion. This thing was, like, just chopped and screwed by, like, a million people and a bunch of input from execs and creatives. I know that the... Um, and they finally, the, the, I think the final nail in the coffin is that they, they hired um, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. Uh, and uh, they did that off of their, um, off of their uh, direction with uh, a show, Max Headroom. Okay. Which is like a very bizarre, weird, sort of satirical TV show with like this plastic, fake TV personality named Max Headroom. It's really weird and crazy. And it was really popular in the early 90s. Um but they somehow thought since that was cool and ed- and like kind of like hip maybe that that would translate well to to a Mario Brothers movie but it i think it bit them in the ass cuz they 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 ended up being kind of like just at creative odds yeah right well first of all i'd just like to say for the record that suicide squad is easily a better movie than this um second i never saw it because i heard that it wasn't oh no suicide squad is a better movie than super mario brothers i just suicide squad (laughs) has viola davis she didn't watch the last 40 minutes of the of this movie i sat in your kitchen and watched the last 20 minutes of it (laughs) i saw all i needed to see i can tell you if we're gonna be making comparisons to suicide squad that suicide squad is a better movie than this piece of shit anyway what, okay, and here's why I, I'll, I'll stop just name-calling it and get into why I think it personally does yeah, not just work for me. Start laying out your argument. Yes. Okay, I do not like Doctor Who. It's a weird, like, my nerd cred kind of falls. I say that I can, have continuously tried to get into Doctor Who um, since, basically since Tenet took over. I was into that first season with Eccleston and then just kind of fell off. This movie specifically reminds me a lot of the episode from um the third series with martha gridlock like do you know what i'm talking about i also don't really watch Doctor okay so gridlock is an episode where the doctor and martha go into the future they find a future new york city where it's kind of it looks a lot like the new york of super mario brothers um, everything's dystopic, and the whole plot of the episode is basically that everyone lives in their car, their floating cars. 
Hmm. And you can't, like, land anywhere, and you have to stay in these car lanes. Point being, that... Like Wally. Yeah, a little bit, like, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of pig people, and, like, basically people with, like, weird clothing, weird makeup, uh-huh. but all sort of anthropomorphic. This sounds good. I think you would... <laughs> no, I actually think you would really... You would enjoy it. Um, that kind of sci-fi has never really worked for me but what do you what do you mean like what is that to you what do you yeah like future dystopic sci-fi is not my thing and you don't like so you wouldn't be a fan of like the hunger games i do not like the hunger games do you like blade runner this isn't a fair comparison i mean i yes i love that's a very well made well designed movie sorry well acted right that's that's leagues better i'm sorry i think so i i no and that's that's a good a good point i like a lot of like shittily acted sci-fi like we've talked about before like xena hercules beastmaster that sort of shit hell yeah but that's fantasy and sort of a different element i don't like sad like dark gross sci-fi that's then on top of that poorly acted and like cheesy i need something to bring me up well And this, like, I'm just saying this aesthetic, this Super Mario Brothers aesthetic, I recognized in it instantly something that I knew I did not like. So Um, just the whole vibe of the movie was wrong. That, the whole vibe was wrong. And then, like, I was just very confused. Like, it's not well written. This is not, this is not an amazing script. Um, I, when it starts, it starts with, like, the girl, Daisy. Well, wait, it starts... With oh, yeah. a 16-bit <laughs> animation yes. of dinosaurs that they tacked on um, p- post-production because the first test viewing left people completely mystified before they added this stupid, weird sort of video game aesthetic opening. It describes, and we all know the dinosaurs 65 million years ago destroyed by a meteor. Yes. What you didn't realize was that Instead of uh, this meteor and the explosion, it resulted in um, the creation of a parallel dimension where the dinosaurs lived and Um, split the reality in half. So then dinosaurs lived. The impact of the meteor meteor created a parallel dimension where the dinosaurs continued to thrive. Right. And ultimately evolve into human beings, basically. Intelligent, vicious, and aggressive beings, just like us. So it's a satire, guys. The The problem with hiring the Max Headroom people is they wanted to do dark and adult, and they kept getting hammered by studio execs, I think probably rightly, that they wanted it to be a light family you know, movie about an adventure. Right. And what you have is what, uh, uh, what Kendra's describing, which is like this horrible schizophrenic sp- like push and pull with your brain. I didn't know what this was supposed to be. Like these are adult matter it's it these are this is a kids movie dressed up in sort of an almost and i don't want to insult in the early 90s tim burton by saying this but like kind of a bad tim burton like costume Mm -hmm. um and tim burton of the early 90s was not for children like and that's like kind of what this aesthetic seemed like it wanted to be but it was bad See, I actually, when I was watching this movie, first of all, I think that the, like, totally confused nature of of the tone and the just sort of craziness of the script, I don't know, all of that is a very heady brew for me. I, and I, I liked it as a kid, and I really like it now. I think it's, again, the good kind of bad, but... Um, I think the best, yeah, I, to, 
to remind everyone, like, Matt really enjoyed Ernest Scared Stupid, which is another movie that has a lot of the grotesque, I would say. And I'll be requesting that we watch more of this kind of movie in general. <laughs> yes. Theodore Rex is high on my list. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I, can't, I don't know how many more of these I can do. You know, we're going to have to do some animal movies soon just to balance this out. But anyway. Well, let's hit some of the plot points in a couple of seconds. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So it's introduced. There's... Brooklyn used to be covered with dinosaurs. Not that that makes it unique from any other place on Earth. <laughs> the world, I'll agree with you there. Um, um, and so then this woman, who turns out to be a princess, is, like, doing some archaeological dig. And um, Mario and Luigi see her. Yes? What are, you, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to give the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. So they give you a description of why there's a parallel dimension. Yeah. Then there's a picture but, from the past of... Um, a young oh, woman who looks yeah. surprisingly like uh, Daisy uh, gives a steel egg to some nuns who take it without question and then unflinchingly watch as a human baby is born from it. Yeah, except not human, maybe a lizard person. Well, she's a lizard. But okay. this also raises a bunch of questions just in general, not as a criticism, but just I want to know the lore. How are these things born? Eggs, clearly, right? Yeah, but that's not a... An egg of a oh, of right. a organic creature. I don't know. Maybe they lay into like a metal incubator egg or something, and that's how mm. they come out. See, I wasn't thinking about that so much. I was more thinking about how she and John Leguizamo are gonna hook up at the end if they are clearly different species. Right. Well, I mean, that's just something entirely else. I think it's just interesting. It's very anthropocentric. It seems like humans are inevitable either way. Whether or not dinosaurs were given the chance to somehow evolve like homo sapiens. <laughs> right. And that was like kind of another question that I had where like once we get to the other dimension where the lizard people are, why are they still human looking? Why did they grow human skin over their supposed dinosaur nature? Yeah, I mean, not to get too like Neil deGrasse Tyson about the <laughs> movie. We should get him as a guest. Oh my god. <laughs> So he can tell us why things wouldn't work in our reality when we're talking about a made-up fictional movie. Yes, I would enjoy it. They wouldn't. The lasers wouldn't make sounds in outer space. Yeah. Well, Thanks, Neil. As listen, as someone who did not get past biology ever, he's like one of my heroes. He he does. He understands science. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a decent ambassador. Yeah. He's just a little bit pedantic when it comes to movies. They're not all teachable moments. I stole one of his books from the middle school library. I like his cosmos. Yeah, I have his Merlin tours the universe. Anyway. Um, so, and what I noticed also right away, um, having living in this borough and stuff, is that they shot legitimately, they shot in, um, in like Brooklyn Heights. Oh, I did not notice that. Brooklyn I was not Bridge Park area. <laughs> and that general region of the city, for good, real. Good for them. And they didn't do any of that bullshit where... They just cut to random parts of the city that are impossible for those people to have gotten to. Like, everything had continuity. There's a... You can see a Mr. Video 2 and Mr. Video 3 in the background of one shot. Those mm -hmm. places still exist um, in Brooklyn Heights. So, it's all legit filmed on location, which I, is fun. Including the other dimension, I can only assume. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> the other dimension was filmed in... Uh, that, that, whole city, that whole cityscape was filmed in North Carolina. Okay. In an old steel mill, I believe. I could be wrong. I think it's a steel mill. 
which is a, a set they used for the crow again and also it is the setting for um the hideout for the foot gang and shredder in the ninja turtles first ninja turtles movie what an illustrious background this movie so that, has yeah it's all it's all it's 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 a good movie uh i don't know what my point is it's just that uh yeah dino hatton dino hatton i just they're neither of them and like actually knowing that they were drunk through most of it like really does put things into context for it makes me. it so much better no it doesn't make it better it just makes me understand why it was bad <laughs> like there i mean there were times like at the beginning um there was one part where mario is talking to the wife i forget what her name is but mario is married luigi is sort of a dreamer it seems like is mario married yeah to that woman the woman who they kidnap um accidentally first thinking that she's daisy right yeah I don't know why I'm wanting to know for real if they're if it was ever established that they were married. Oh, I'm just I'm yeah, the like the sort of like they're like Italian Catholics. I'm assuming they're not living in sin. Yeah, probably. You're okay. probably right. You're okay, right. Thank you. Um, oh shit, what was I saying? What was I trying to say about? Oh, <laughs> so there was a point where he's looking at her um, towards at one scene at the beginning of the movie before she's kidnapped, and I thought to myself, his eyes don't look focused on her, mm. and. They maybe weren't, which would not surprise me because if you look at the IMD gaff and blooper page for this movie, the list is too long. Too long for any movie that actually then got released. Yeah, like I said, everyone had a miserable time. There's a lot of turnover. <laughs> there were like three DPs on this movie that all hate, hated their lives. Um, Bob Hoskins, by the way, in case anyone isn't aware, is, I think he's English. He might be really cockney yeah oh i didn't realize that but because of this movie and others and who framed roger rabbit and stuff everyone just thinks he's like a brooklyn dude that was my assumption yeah no he he's in movies like uh oh shit pennies from heaven and Mm -hmm. and and he's he's yeah he's like he was iago in othello like he's like a classically trained british actor which is why um, hoskins just like does not sound like a british name that just sounds like a bob hoskins sounds like a trump voter (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't have been no but the name sounds like bob hoskins from kentucky yeah it does you're right but no he was like uh uh you know he's an englishman okay and and a well-respected one at that hey i mean it's just it's interesting that he went from who framed roger rabbit to this Anyway, uh, not, not to go into too much detail about the beginning, it just, it, it shows, you know, the, the, these, they're struggling plumbers. That's, that's it. And another thing this movie does right is it really <laughs> emphasizes the fact that Mario and Luigi are plumbers. Right, which is not very important in the game itself. In the game, it doesn't matter, you're just in pipes. And apparently, <laughs> uh, 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 Shigeru Miyamoto... Yes. Mario's creator and the creator of every iconic character for Nintendo. Uh, he named that character Mario because in, like, I think, like, apocryphally, like, Nintendo USA owed back rent and their landlord was named, like, Mario something. And they just called him that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Can we, for, let me just take a, we have to continue getting through the actual plot of okay. the movie. Okay. Which is... We're, How we're, long have we been talking? Like, a few, a few minutes. <laughs> all right, all right, minutes. Come on. all right, let's get to Dino Hatton quickly. Okay, so they, um, like I mentioned, Mario's wife is kidnapped because she's mistaken for 
Princess Daisy, who I thought it was Princess Peach. Is there a Daisy? There is a Daisy. She's a brunette. Oh, okay. So they just didn't have Peach. Okay, whatever. Peach was not involved, but as you know, as we continue, nothing was involved, really. Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, so um, they realize their mistake with Mario's wife, and then they come back for Daisy. They get Daisy. Mario and Luigi witness it. And they go chasing after her into the alternate dimension, down a pipe, as one does with a Mario game, um, and into this Dino Hatton, which, like, again, really looks like a Doctor Who set. Well, okay, and just, again, the, um, the setup for that is they, they meet Daisy. Daisy is a young NYU archaeologist working a excavation site uh, in the middle of like brooklyn bridge park basically without supervision which i worked a few archaeology like archaeological digs because i was an anthropology major and you like barely get to touch things Mm -hmm. as an undergrad (laughs) much less like just be traipsing around (laughs) an archaeologic sorry it just really bothered me actually and the scapelli mafiosa type developers are 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 on her case because and and, but she's she's working for the good of academia and and so we have this setup and we've also learned that scapelli is also the competitor between with mario and luigi for plumbing services they're just like this sort of like all-purpose mafia presence apparently in but do we care no because they never come back into play again it doesn't matter yeah this (laughs) the the script is is is... you've you've bought us back out of dinotopia or whatever the fuck it's called to explain something that literally has no bearing (laughs) on the plot after they are introduced to be a convenient deus ex machina to get us into dinotopia yes uh, it's uh, it would be quite the opposite of dinotopia (laughs) (laughs) whatever it's a dystopia (laughs) point of order uh kendra uh so Anyway, she's hot. Uh, 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 fuck. Not not the hottest that we've seen. What is her name? Uh, Samantha Samantha Mathis. Samantha Mathis. Uh, so Luigi, aka John Leguizamo, uh, obviously immediately falls in love with her. Asks her to dinner. Um, there's a nice little like working class meets again educated you person pulled us out of dinotopia i had gotten us to dinotopia it's, it's dino hatton dino okay whatever <laughs> i had gotten us to dino hatton you have us back in regular manhattan i just want if you didn't do the homework i'm just trying to get you a, a more fleshed out Fine. version of this one. none of this is addressed except you're supposed to know that like they they're a love interest it sets up their love interest which is going to fuel okay. motivation for the glorious next hour <laughs> This movie is too fucking long. <laughs> but then as she says, uh, the Scapelli, whatever, tries to sabotage the dig site by flooding it. And we get a glorious uh, exp- like like example of their plumbing skills. They use plumbing skills. It's very pro-labor, this yes, movie. they have gotten, um, what do you call them, uh, blue-collar jobs. They have found themselves a trade. They probably don't have student loans. Um, they're really living the dream in the year 2017, to be perfectly frank. Anyway, I'm um, glad the Scapelli gang used plumbing-based sabotage because happens to be Mario and Luigi's forte. How convenient. You can't be mad about that plot device for a movie, though. No, I, no. I mean, it was super ham-fisted, though. It was incredibly ham-fisted. And before they leave... 
And wait, yes, I can be mad because they in- again they introduce these Scapellis and then they never come up again. Yes, they do. When? But you just blew through it. The, the one of them got gets turned into a monkey at the end. Oh, I, yes, I did see that, and I don't care. Once again, just a little bit of a reminder about <laughs> some of the gaps in Kendra's knowledge through not seeing the film. Because someone left the microphones at his apartment that was very far away. And there's a sick script joke. Uh. Mario and Luigi are talking, and uh, Luigi goes, "Mario, there used to be dinosaurs in Brooklyn," and and then Mario goes, "Mario goes, yeah, of course there used to be dinosaurs. There also used to be Dodgers." <laughs> and that's where we're gonna take a pause because along with Dodgers, there is also a Donald Trump. guys welcome back instead of watching rachel maddow tonight and playing stardew valley i'm in brooklyn with matt and we're talking about super mario brothers sounds like you've upgraded we're in dino hatton guys they've they've crossed that weird interdimensional barrier which uh that animation even in from 93 is top notch they go through like a fractal dimension I wouldn't say top-notch. Again, everything in 1993 can be compared to the, uh, the, the cinematic perfection and beauty that was Jurassic Park. Why, why are we... Just because there's dinosaurs in that movie? No, I'm just saying because that was, like, an example of perfect CGI and, like, perfect effects. Right. I mean, so, we can talk about how Spielberg seamlessly and and, and, and very, very, like subtly uses cgi to augment reality as opposed to completely try and fabricate it like a lucas would but that's neither here nor there right but what i'm saying is like i wouldn't call these effects good if there is comparison right in comparison it's a ludicrous metric like comparing this to blade runner in terms of story but (laughs) if there's one thing that i thought was sort of like bipartisanly accepted about this movie is that there were some decent creature designs and like costume and like set scene setting you may not like it personally but I mean, I the will, effort okay. and craftsmanship was there i will say the uh the part where they're dancing in the club and i think they're saved by big bertha to uh george clinton's cover yes of do the dinosaur or walk what is it walk the dinosaur i i don't know I was just, I, okay, so in this scene, I was really just looking at, like, sort of the imagery, looking what they were wearing. It's always interesting to see how people choose to dress humans in a dystopian right. environment or the future or any sort of sci-fi environment. And this one was kind of like a Joanne's Fabrics 
Michaels and a little bit of like American apparel. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't. What are you like, talking about? I'm just like, it wasn't great. Where are the, why are they? No one was wearing clothes like that. There was a lady in like a g-string like scorpion outfit like it okay was... i missed the g-string i'm sorry guys i was like i watched this movie i watched it i was just like very it was hard to pay attention to this one kendra's off-roading at this point she did she didn't watch it and she <laughs> yes, finally has to admit it okay no i did i i paid as much attention to this one as i did to Ernest. there was a cringy joke about how dino hatton because it's filled with cantankerous weird people and it's dirty and chaotic uh there was a cringy joke about the bronx what was it it was just just what you would expect like ugh, like reminds me of the bronx oh i mean that's not cringy for 1993 like the bronx were still kind of coming out of it yeah of course like yeah they were they they had been on fire and <laughs> uh but i'm just saying like it's just like ooh, it's like like we were talking with jake the eddie murphy special it's like oh, you yeah. just go back you're like oh let's check out this classic <laughs> ooh, <boy>. <laughs> just saying that word a ton aren't we um <laughs> uh we don't call people that anymore Gosh. no sir and we don't just get a laugh just for saying it uh <laughs> see the aesthetics that you think were so weird i I loved as a kid, and also they reminded me pretty quickly this current viewing of uh, of like Ursat's kind of wannabe Brazil, like that Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Bob Hoskins was in. It's like as if Bob Hoskins was the he was reaching for that goal just for the entire latter part of his career. Well, the directors probably must have been influenced by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think yeah. So again, yeah, the the directors trying to create something edgier and more dark, sort of the the perennial problem a little bit of thinking that a movie will be good if it's a gritty reboot or a dark reimagining right which we don't always need but i think this movie maintains through the like tug of war of the studio and the directors i think it maintains a kind of like good balance personally okay i mean i just i think this comes back this movie comes back to my idea that like kids movies if this was and i think it's debatable, actually, whether or not this was a kid's movie. Yeah, maybe some people are salty about that at this point. I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not salty about it. I'm just wondering, like, clearly it was aimed at 11. It had to be aimed at 11-year-old boys because that's who was probably... Well, not... No, it's like that's not even only who was playing Super Mario Brothers. No, tons of people were. It was very popular. Yeah, yeah so, like... Anyway, my point being, I kids' movies, like, don't have to be bad... And this was just not good. And so, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of analysis and coverage of this movie. I, I think, I think it does hold that kind of weird, uncanny place in most people's brains. It is apparently a cult classic. It is a legit cult classic. Mm-hmm. And it deserves to be because it has all of the, like, trademark qualities of something that would be a cult classic, which is, like... It's totally bizarre. It was critically and co- panned. It was a huge commercial failure. I mean, it cost like almost fifty million to make, and it made yeah. barely it twenty. Made twenty, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it was a horrible commercial failure. Everyone hated it. Uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert said, you know, it was one of their worst movies of the year. Uh, every actor hated it that was in it. I think John Leguizamo warmed up to it. 
later on. I mean, when you're drunk, it's easy to warm up to anything. <laughs> no, I mean like like a decade or two later. I feel myself warming up to it right now. Yeah, Kendra's getting drunk because, uh, well, we both are. Yeah, um, yeah. oh, Mike. Okay, Matt was just, Kendra's getting drunk. Matt has a bottle of Evan Williams sitting next to him right now. Swigging away. Yes. So they're looking for Daisy, who's been captured by King Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper in... I just such a good he's the he is my favorite part of this movie he, yeah I mean he wasn't my actually my favorite part of the movie was his wife or was that his wife played by Fiona Shaw it seemed like some sort of like weird like hangers on sort of mistress person wasn't sure about her but I did kind of like how she was really in it for herself or so it seemed yeah yeah I liked that but anyway yeah um uh, King Koopa's character uh, lives in a giant tower, has platinum blonde hair, is a little overly tanned. I think he was probably supposed to be a certain someone whose yes. name doesn't have to be mentioned, but was all over the pop culture landscape at this time. Sort of buffoonish, tyrannical... Fascist, even? fascist kind of person with a red power tie. Yeah, who happened to hail from Manhattan. And is part lizard. uh anyway so yeah that's that's our villain and he wants daisy because daisy has um a piece of the meteor that struck earth and created the two parallel dimensions (laughs) (laughs) doesn't it sound great when i say it out loud (laughs) i mean i will never argue that this movie is uh like coherent i will say that like i think the script is actually a lot stronger there's like there's like a very there's like very little in sort of like narrative connective tissue, but like I don't know why it's just so delightful to me. Because you have the brain of a child. Holy no, who's still at you? Fuck off! No, it's but, good. No, I think that we just have fundamentally different tastes in movies. You still enjoy Ernest Scared Stupid. You said I had the brain of a child. I think <laughs> you're. Pleasure, the pleasure center and entertainment <laughs> center of your brain. You tysoning me right now? Still. You fucking DeGrasse tysoning me right now <laughs> with my own stupidity? <laughs> no, it's just that your neural pathways are stunted in a way such that your limbic system lights up when you see the funny man or yeah, the little... the man with the rubber face. Which one's... All of them, kind of. We'll make makeup going. Anyway, point being, I think that we just enjoy different things so daisy we forgot to mention yeah she has a shard of the meteor which apparently if you it's the last remaining piece of the meteor that if you if you make it whole again the two worlds will merge and and they'll be able to live together but king koopa does not want to live together no because what happened it seems is that dino hatton and that whole world is basically just one megalopolis on a planet that is otherwise completely desert it's a Mm. dystopia with no resources and king koopa who somehow knows how to travel between worlds enough to gather intel on the parallel dimension sees earth and it's resource rich it's lush vibrant filled with water and plant life and stuff so he carbon monoxide oh boy so he 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 wants it bad yeah so he's like a resource exploiter capitalist. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Sort of like the person he represents in real life. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Funny that. So so that's our that's who they're after and, and he's and he's 
He's the- keeping Daisy in sort of a room cage in his tower uh, with five other women who he has, I think, previously mistaken to be Daisy. Yeah, because he has he has two nephews who are sort of like the comic relief henchmen. That's questionable. Well, I mean, right. Okay. <laughs> what is, yeah, what is a uh, comedy? <laughs> I mean, I, they, they are, yes, they are meant to be the comic relief characters. They're sort of like a skull and bunk from Power Rangers that we watched yeah. last week. I forget what their names are, but it's Fisher Stevens, who's like the hacker villain in Hackers. And then uh, I think uh, Richard Edson is the other dude. Sounds He's got that right. really aquiline nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in, uh, he's in Stranger Than Paradise. Or st- Stranger Than Fiction? No, no, no. That uh, Stranger in Paradise? Maybe. I don't know. Matt did more research than me. Yeah, but I'm I'm the load bearing stone now, uh, <laughs> and it's making me nervous. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna hit a like a Cinderella or something, and I'll just be talking a lot, and I'll hit my stride. So this, this is, is not my stride. This is where the movie like sort of starts to world build in a way that I find fun. That maybe other people <laughs> thought was totally just indecipherable. Where a bunch of dinosaurs evolved into humans. It's a dystopia. Um, the Normal reigning king was de-evolved by a de-evolution weapon that King Koopa invented to do a coup. King Koopa. Oh! No, I don't think that... No, Koopa's just a direct reference to Mario Brothers, but it happens to work. Okay. Uh, and, he, and he's de-evolved into a sentient fungus that sort of has spread itself over the entire oh, city. Oh, that's why Luigi kept talking to mushrooms. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I, okay, I get it now. Luigi kept finding these like little mushrooms in the walls of wherever they were going. And I thought that I kept thinking they were going to be roaches because we live in New York City and I'm Why would you think everything. a mushroom would be a roach? Because they looked like the little palme- the giant palmetto bugs. Like before cuz we were watching this movie on <laughs> we were watching this movie on YouTube. It wasn't always the sharpest picture, and I thought that they were like what little a mushroom bugs. isn't a bug. They looked like the, yes, when it's blurry, it looked like it was like a little bug crawling in the wall. <laughs> Anyway, now I understand that the mushrooms were sentient and that they were the original king, who I believe yes. is Daisy's father. That's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we're all there. I get it. Uh, the Mario Brothers <laughs> arrive. Uh, By the way, his name is Mario Mario. Have we discussed that? And Luigi Mario. And Luigi didn't have a mustache. A lot of people were angry about that. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that his name is Mario Mario. According to according to, to IMDb <laughs> trivia, Mario is a rare but legitimate uh, last name for that's, Italian people. That's fine. I am fully behind that. I do not like the fact that his name is Mario Mario. Well, that's tough titties for Walter Mitty's, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Did you just secret life of Walter Mitty me? <laughs> no, I, th- I think I heard that from somewhere else, but I don't know how, who to attribute it to. Okay. Uh, so the Meyer brothers, they get the shard stolen from them by Big Bertha, um, a large black lady. <laughs> I, and the thing is, here's how you can tell how... <laughs> who uses rocket boots to get away. Here's how you can tell how little I care about this movie. I have no thoughts on that. Let her, let her black woman away. I don't, I don't know if she was stereotypical. I don't know if her portrayal was racist. I just didn't care. As a white, as a white cishet, <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty non-problematic, her characterization. Maybe she's 
kind of heftier, so that makes her like less feminine or something. That could be the only critique I could see leveled at Big Bertha. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you for representing the view that I just can't bring myself to care to to conform. Koopa puts out an all-points bulletin to his his totally bought and paid-for police force. Saying, look for plumbers. Look for plumbers. Plumbers alert. <laughs> Fuck. Which, Are you looking for ass crack? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I just... I like, even the, the word plumber, you know? Right. Also, there's a busker named Toad, and that's their little tip of the... Not of the hat to Toad. Uh, I would have rather just seen Toad. Did he wear a vest? Was he wearing a vest? No, he was nothing, no one, nothing is, Yoshi's the closest thing we have, and maybe Mario and Luigi themselves, to, like, anywhere approaching physically representing what their game analog is. So that dinosaur was supposed to be Yoshi. Its name is Yoshi. If they say Yoshi. Never heard them say Yoshi. I know, because you didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me just continue to talk about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) fucking trying to run a professional operation here and it's just half of our fucking listeners are fucking anime nazis uh so anime nazis aren't listening to us i'm black (laughs) no oh really they're just waiting for you to slip up and prove that you're doing something weird uh Koopa, King Koopa comes to the hospital, or no, fuck, the jail where they're at. Uh, it's a weird jail, by the way. It's just a bunch of cages stacked together. I mean, it's because they had one location, a steel mill in right. North Carolina. So they were making it work. Uh, who he uh, Dennis Hopper, who again, star role of this movie, says, uh, pretends to be a lawyer, and, and, and they say, uh, <laughs> fucking like, fuck, what does he say? They're like, where are you from? Like, who are you? Like, where'd you come from? He's like, I'm from that little part of us that can't see another in need or in pain. I think that's really funny. Who says that? Koopa. Dennis Hopper. Oh, see, I saw this part. I was paying attention to this part because I know that he pretends to be the lawyer and then his pol- his own police force kind of out him because they start trying to touch him. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. all freaked out. He's like an OCD. He's also like Howard Husey. He's got Howard Husey characteristics. I think it's it's the hands though, right? It's always his hands, which again might be another illusion. <laughs> Listen, we get a lot of Biff from Back to the Future gets a lot of play, but we need to bring King Koopa into the pop culture sort of I really think prediction we do, thing. because in this, it's always his hands are always covered. Like when we first meet him, I believe he's soaking his hands in mud or wax or something. In wax. In wax, and, and I, then he is neck deep in mud. Right, which I'm sure is how that other certain blonde someone bathes. All, wallowing like a fucking pig. <laughs> uh, that brings about another line that Dennis Hopper delivers in a way that I won't be able to represent ac- like to its full credit, but he says, you know what I love about mud? It's clean and dirty at the same time. Which I think is true. Like, you take a mud bath. Right, no, that's why yeah. pigs are actually clean. Yeah, I love pigs. They're smarter than a certain... <laughs> Okay, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you really tried that one. It didn't come organically. It's Sorry, fine. yeah, it was forced. Um, okay. But I like that line. I just Dennis Hopper also, just to tow that party line, not tow anything, mm-hmm. to just continue the narrative, hated being in this movie. He didn't know what Mario was. He didn't know what the Mario Brothers I mean, were. this man made Easy Rider. Like, Yeah, but he's a nut job who like is in a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, like, okay. I, I, think I, I think I'm only of like 70s, early 80s Dennis Hopper. 
I mean, like, he appeared, I mean, like, Blue Velvet, his role in Blue Velvet. Mm, or, mm. like, he did a movie where he basically pretended to be Charles Manson and met Manson and, like... I should see that. He was, like, sort of, like, in that circle of, like, weird Hollywood weirdos and stuff. So, you know. Which, sidebar, if you want to hear more about Hollywood weirdos who interacted with Manson, you must remember this podcast. Their 12-episode series on Charles Manson in Hollywood is fucking amazing. Go on. It is fucking amazing. I did also listen to it, and we were oh. allowed to boost other podcasts. I I don't know, but I assume also that like, how did this get made? Probably did an episode on this movie. On this movie? Probably. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, the Mario Brothers. You, I would just like to say, one and a half years in, you very clearly said, "How did this get made?" I heard my favorite murder. My favorite murder. <laughs> like I, that is what I heard in my. <laughs> We're just shilling other things that people should be listening to instead, instead of, of us. Instead of us, yeah. Just turn this off and go listen to something better on, like, the Earwolf or the, the whatever other podcast networks there are. Uh, so we could probably wrap this up. <laughs> okay, we should probably um, explain how he's just, not just, like, on our Twitter page, like, like, praying that something has come in to say. We did have a question, actually. From one of our listeners, um, a Michael Curran hey, tweeted, us, tweeted us with a question. We gonna answer your question. Yes. Would you like to read that well, out? Well, loud? I didn't. I didn't have it up. Oh, okay, that's fine. I can pull it up. Um, but so the Mario Brothers, they escape the they escape the police precinct. They have like a, a sort of uh, again, I think a really cool chase in like what looks like an airplane hangar. Uh, I miss this part it's yeah like i said i'm the only one speaking from having watched it at this point uh yeah i don't know and then and then uh they get launched out of a sewer tube into the desert which is oh i did see that what 99.9 percent of the planet apparently is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like a look into our future if say a king koopa happened to be in charge of the nuclear codes I'm I'm going for more of a water world scenario. Oh, where we all better fucking grow gills or we're dead, as mm -hmm. opposed to like. But I don't know because then that that like guy with like that that, that guy from the Big Short. Oh yeah, has been like investing in water, so maybe but maybe clean drinkable water is right. what we're worried about. I'm a strong swimmer. I don't know how I do in the desert. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we did have a question this week, and again we um we saw earlier today that. A uh, friend of the show, Will Price, did uh, reply to some of our, to the questions that we answered from him on our last mini episode. And we just wanted to say, like, again, sorry for not getting to those sooner. We do listen. Mm -hmm. um, and this week, we have a question, like I said, from at Mike L underscore Curran. Yes, he asks, do you think this movie would have been good with the actors they originally wanted? DeVito as Mario, Schwarzenegger as Koopa. He said Kappa in his tweet, so Mike, way to go. <laughs> Full disclosure, I lived with Mike. Yeah, and I know him. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a burn. Sorry. That was a burn. Apply bomb. Uh, so um, I think that would have been great. I think DeVito, I, I think Hoskins is inarguably the best choice out of all the people they were considering. Mm -hmm. um because i think they also were considering tom hanks for mario what a different movie and tom hanks also knew 
ahead of time what Mario Brothers was. <laughs> that would have helped. But Tom if we... H- Tom Hanks had kids. Yeah, yeah, who knew? And yeah. then, um, so, like, I think... But I think DeVito and, and Schwarzenegger, man, that would have been so good. And that also would have just been, like, a... When did Twin twins come out i forgot they did twins 95 maybe i want to say like 94 95 but so i wonder if it happened after the mario brothers movie oh 1988 never mind that was very off ah so they were trying to maybe they wanted to get some of that magic back yeah capitalize on the success of that movie (laughs) um but um I think we got a taste, though of schwarzenegger playing the -the over-the-top villain in batman and robin and didn't go great uh, it went just as, yeah. I it think, went as well as it would have gone in this movie, considering that the scripts are really of equal caliber. I think that the casting's inspired. I think that Mario and Luigi are 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 rock solid as, like, who, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. I think Dennis Hopper, who sort of, like, at that point was sort of just circulating around as as various creepy villains because of his just regular real-life personality, uh... I think he I, countered to Kendra's argument that the acting was terrible. And yes, these people hated the movie. They hated it right away. Mario and Luigi, your favorite in Nintendo characters, were drunk as they filmed this movie. I still think it was really fun. And I think that they were actually like, they still couldn't help but bring kind of their, their skill to it. I will say from the hour and 11 minutes that I did watch that I, I can say wholeheartedly that i believe that dennis hopper and fiona shaw did their best with their like british british trained thespianness that they could to this not great script i think they did everything that they could possibly have been asked to do yes um, and hoskins did go to his grave saying fuck this movie right yeah his son though apparently really likes it his son's an apologist for good reason, because you know what? How like don't be one of those people that just still hates the movie after a bunch of people tell you that they loved it and it was like a great thing that they enjoyed. You know, like don't be like a a, a big naysayer of your thing just because you didn't like it. You know? Are you are you trying to tell me something? Even though it brought joy to lots of people, and, and it's it's weird in a wonderful way. That's not true. Well, truth is relative at this point. <laughs> alternate facts um so do we i mean i know that basically i mean all you need to know the the movie ends the way a video game ends in that if you finish a mario game which i never have because it was always far too complicated for me um mario and or luigi save the princess normally peach in this case daisy you just get through the level what it's not too complicated just get through the level oh well yeah in the super mario in like a game boy i'm talking about like mario 64 which i had never finished oh and in, in in the in, in yeah mario 64 is actually a beast to, yeah. to i but it's great i liked it i just i got very frustrated in the original in the original version of the script that's more like a direct link to the actual game like mario was even going to get like fox powers like that oh, little cool. fox suit that he wears and yeah. stuff like they were i i am i am bummed to see it I, I love what they made, but I would have loved to have seen the more like fantasy, like standard like fantasy sort of style going I, on with the with but with that same like flair for 
costume design and like practical effects i agree if this was a game that reflected the brightness that i always attribute with mario like yes there's always the level where you're in the boo house or you're in bowser's dungeon but i think overall mario both of those would have been so good too yeah no no those would have been great but i think that overall mario is just simply a brighter game like when i think of mario i'm thinking of bright primary reds like deep sky blues um no seriously like very like hard-hitting, vibrant colors. That's what I think of when I think of, like, Mario 64, at least. Or even when I think of um, Super Mario Brothers Wii. It's just, like, really vibrant, consistently alive in a way that this movie did not feel to me. Can I, re- can I just read the Bob Hoskins quote about this movie? Please do. Uh, it had a husband and wife team directing, whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent, after so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. <laughs> so those are the words of Bob Hoskins. Um, again, I like this. So this is what happens. Uh, they get Peach, but yeah. her name's Daisy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. They rescue the princess. Like, that's all you need to know about the end of this movie. They rescue the princess, and someone turns into a chimpanzee. And Matt and I had a long conversation before filming this recording, not filming, before recording this as to whether or not people actually work with chimpanzees anymore. They do. I feel like they do. So they get Daisy by, there's a fun sequence. They infiltrate, sorry, well, like we still got some time. They, infil- okay. <laughs> they infiltrate the, the, the tower. Um, they release all of the women erroneously kidnapped by the two putsy nephew henchmen mm-hmm. koopa he has this chair that you can strap people to oh there are goombas in this movie i can't believe we didn't almost not mention the goombas yeah but they don't look like goombas no, nothing 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 looks like what you want if you want mario you are not getting it except for bob hoskins i can't i think maybe that maybe that's where i'm going awry i came into this movie genuinely expecting that like I was getting Mario. You're like the viewing audience of 1993. Yeah, yeah. But the Goombas are just actually people. Their their character design is really creepy. It was the one thing as a kid that freaked me out. They're, they're the ones with the shrunken heads, right? Yeah, there's a de-evolution chair as well as a de-evolution gun, and Koopa straps people down, and just strictly their head gets shrunken down into like a weird little like lizard dinosaur head. Which, Shrunken Heads, done better, again, in a Tim Burton movie, Beetlejuice. Anyway, go on. No, yes, that that movie's good. No, that it, they're fine. It's a different thing. Uh, so, I know, they don't, they're not mushroom Goombas. Um, it's just, I'm sorry, it's just weird that all of these things are called this thing that, even in 1993, you had to, like, you had a clear vision of what this was. And then to have them not be that is strange to me. See, this is the superficial argument that is the sticking point for, I think, most people who have seen this movie. I don't think it's superficial. I think you go into a movie expecting something, and then it's not, and then it's not, not only is it not looking like what you're expecting to look like from this franchise, that at this point, well, okay, in 93, what, it was only 10 years old, maybe, if that? I don't know, yeah. But, like, it's a very popular franchise. It is what it is. Not only does this movie not look like the franchise, it's also not good! <laughs> so it's shitty and it doesn't look like what you're expecting it to look like yeah but after just shake off the shock of that and then it's enjoy like, it's like how 
Star Trek Generations was not good, but at least everyone... Picard looked like Picard. But, uh, but the, it's a, just a, that's a, just a different thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my god, man. I don't know if we can... <laughs> Sorry. This might be the worst review. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like... You know what it was? I didn't like Ernest either, but at least we had like a third person... Who was willing to sort of... Like a mediator. Yeah, he was willing to take both sides. Yeah. He was willing to ask questions and and, and get in there. <laughs> uh, so Yoshi is introduced. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Can we just get to the end of this movie? Well, hold on. I feel like people... I mean, you're going to be confused either way. The movie's confusing. It's but very confusing. They, they save the princess. They escape... Uh, there's a fun sequence where they're on a mattress and they're sliding down a tube of ice that seems like it's going very slow. Fun Appar- for whom? Apparently, um, Hoskins had a stunt double because at that point he had broken so many bones that, that, that he couldn't be in the shots anymore. Fun fact, he's apparently wearing a cast painted hand color for half the movie. Yeah, he broke his finger and then his arm. <laughs> And I would say it's because he was getting sipping on the old sauce the whole time. I mean, most likely. Uh, and then, uh, but but in that sequence where they're going on the mattress, all the women who were the like captured fake princesses were just the legitimate actresses on that mattress, and so apparently they all like they they thought that that things were moving really slowly, so they like put some slack in whatever wire they're using to like lower them through the thing, but it didn't work. And they legitimately just flew out of the tube and just like all smashed their faces on the on like the concrete twenty five feet below. Of all the movies like to be making, like this is not the movie to be injuring yourself on. This is not like this is not the fences of its day. <laughs> you know, but like, did the crow merit the death of Brandon Lee? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's better than this. I'll I'll agree with you. Thank you. Um, and so anyway, then there's a big showdown. Uh, Koopa is basically still trying to get that shard. And also, Daisy is the only one, apparently, because she's not explained, because she's of some lineage, royal lineage. She's the only one that can cross dimensions. She's a lizard person. Because she's a... Well, everyone's a lizard person. Oh, right, right. But she's a special lizard person. She's a special lizard person. All of the people from Brooklyn that were mistakenly captured can seem to traverse the membrane, the modal realist membrane, uh, with no problems. Um, I, if they had been crossing, like, a membrane into Toontown from Space Jam, I would have so been on board. But they're not. Space Jam is a worse movie. This is a, this is a worse movie than Space Jam. It's either on par or it's worse. This movie is worse. Uh, Okay. You know what? When Matt starts burping into cameras, it is time. Can we rate this? One more thing. Oh, Jesus. One more line. Uh, Koopa makes his nephews smarter in an attempt to get them to be more adept at their jobs. They get the square root wrong. They get the square root wrong. They ended up becoming smart, so smart that they realize that Koopa's bad, and they try and betray him, and then he finds out and tries to have them imprisoned. And they say, and again, again, bless you, again, in in a certain person fashion, they go, fascist! And then another one goes, oppressor of the proletariat! And then Koopa goes, guy in charge. I mean, I could see a certain other blonde fascist 
who wears red power ties and hails from a tower in Manhattan saying that. I could also see that person having two nephews or shall we say sons. <laughs> it keeps getting better. <laughs> and also Dennis Hopper in, a, in, a, in an acting choice I really approve of sort of holds his hands limply like a T-Rex. I fucking love that. He's so good. He's such a good actor. Can I, can I like, as an aside, just tell a quick T-Rex story? Yep. Okay. We used to uh, play pretend on the playground in elementary school, and we would play Xena all the time. I was always Xena, and then I had a friend who always liked to be Aphrodite. Had a friend who always liked to be Ares. It was, you know, it was a, it was a game that we would play. There was one kid, Alex Sosa, always insisted on being a T-Rex. <laughs> uh, I used to play... <laughs> In Xena. He could have been a monster or something. I Nope, T-Rex. I used to, um, I had a friend, uh, and she would always make me play house and be like, we're playing house. Like, I'm the wife. Like, I get to, like, make dinner and blah, blah, blah. Like, very domestic. But I would always insist on being a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. I didn't spit on my computer, and I just consider that such. Oh, that was oh, that was so close. He <laughs> should be like, "How was work, honey?" And I just lope around on all fours. <laughs> be like, "Fuck you, I'm a gorilla." That's like what. That's like what Alex Sosa would do to us. We'd be like, "Okay, so Xena and Ares are meeting to fight this battle. Like Rome is in the middle, and Alex Sosa would put his two hands in and like stick out two fingers. Hell yeah, Alex! And just start." Stomping through the Roman battlefield. It's Team Alex. All right. Five, I'm just going to give me two minutes and then we can rate it. Ready? Okay, ready? Fine. Here we go. Okay, fine. Big battle. John Logozamo uh, uh, confesses his love for Daisy. They, 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 the, 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 that, that, that cre- creepy mistress of Koopa tries to, tries to create the, uh, uh, a unified meteorite and they merge worlds for a second koopa is in brooklyn he shoots the devolution gun at scarpetti scarpetti turns into a monkey uh but then the lady gets blown into the side of a wall because she wasn't the chosen one like daisy and uh they go back to dino hatton that's when koopa realizes that mario didn't actually have the shard he was bluffing with uh uh then what happens <laughs> oh then he gets blown up by a bomb uh, but bombs are something that are in this game, just like in or movie, just like in Mario. And they are the only things that actually look like they came out of the game. Right, they look they like look like the things in the yeah. There's also a bullet that looks like Bullet Bill. That's another thing that's in the game. Uh, there's also the Fry Guys are referenced, um, and the Kappa Harry Desert or whatever Kappa whatever. Uh, that's something that's also in the game. Were any of the so in sorry not to just a quick question in the in the Mario games in the deserts. There are those, uh, the balls that sort of roll around and there's like five balls stacked on top of each other and they are prickly. Mm-hmm. Are those like reference? Cause that's like the one thing from the desert that I remember from no. Mario. No. Okay. Just Is- Koopas. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, then, uh, then, then they go and they attack King Koopa. They shoot him with the, Mario and Luigi shoot him together with two de-evolution guns. He gets turned into a T-Rex and then eventually he gets turned into a rope of jizzy slime and primordial slime. And then they win and save the day. Uh, Daisy stays back. Uh, the fungus king is turned back into a human being. Uh, on another side note, I tweeted about how I liked this movie and CinemaSins is a, a piece of shit for being so grumpy about everything and a uh, twitter handle called trust the fungus a pro super mario brothers movie tweeted back at me <laughs> uh anyway 
they save Dino Hatton. Daisy ascends to the throne with her new father. She decides to stay back and learn about her people, and they tease a sequel. Did the sequel ever happen? Of course, no. Of course okay, not. Okay, great. Um, yes. But there was a reboot comic, webcomic, and I think there's still more desire for maybe a new thing. Don't care. Um, John Leguizamo does not get the girl. Daisy, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. <laughs> uh, and okay, now, now, now let's rate it. Also, there's some uh, creepy Twin Towers imagery. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah, 9 uh, not just Twin Towers imagery. It was 9-11 imagery. It was not great. Yeah, smoking, destructed towers. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it's weird. So another aside before we rate it, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I worked out of uh, the World Trade Center atrium a lot because I freelance and so I just work wherever I really want to. And the other day, the atrium shook, like really shook, like the table shook, everything. And then you were shook. I was, I was (laughs) shook. And like everyone around me was also shook and no one came in to like say what was going on or what had happened. And I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, I still have PTSD from that day. It doesn't affect me like in movies. Like, mm-hmm. this, seeing this imagery in, in Super Mario Brothers, which, to be perfectly fair, like, I don't always go for trigger warnings, but trigger warning, there is 9-11 imagery in this movie. Um, but that, yeah, that shit, I'm not over it. It's, like, very, very clear to me. Not over it. Sorry, All right. I, I All right. a down note there. I don't know. I just had to uh, um, share that. Um, <laughs> as a child, <laughs> I would give this movie, I had seen this movie. Sorry, can we explain the rating system before it's you? It's one to five. Yeah, it's one to five. What are we doing? We are rating it as we would have rated it as a child in 1993. And we're rating it as we've watched it now as an adult. So those ratings can be varied because we're really trying to be honest to ourselves as children. Right. Perspective of time. Yeah. My child and adult brain, according to Kendra, have not developed in any way. So I actually (laughs) feel very, I honestly do feel very similarly about this movie. I really liked this movie uh, because it had a sort of adult edge to it. When I was a kid, I felt like I was kind of getting away with something by watching it. And I felt really immersed also in the world because, again, I think the script is stronger than people give it credit for. And I think, like, they still do the, like, comedic setup payoff stuff and do some world building. So I felt really immersed. So I honestly, I would give this movie, like, a four as a child. And I'd give this movie, like, a four now. Because that's I, so high. Shush! It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's it's Prince of Egypt high. Yo, hold on. Sorry. I give right. it a four as an adult because I think it is a good, fun, glorious disaster, and uh, I approve of uh, any more comic or film explorations of this world. All right, Kendra. Okay, I don't like dystopias. Um, I don't like them in my YA. I don't like them in my film. I don't like them in my television. Um, So Matt is just like walking away, by the way, while I give this review. So I don't have any human reaction. It's fine. His girlfriend came home. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, so I don't like dystopia. um, And that, and like like I said, it reminded me a lot of Doctor Who, which I don't like. I don't like goofy set design. I don't like goofy character design. And this just sort of rested a little bit too much on that for me. Um, and then like with the script and the plot, it just didn't seem to know what it wanted to do in my mind. Um, so as an adult, I think 
I can confidently give this movie a one. Oh. Yeah, I think I can confidently give this movie a one. Um, even with Matt, like, burping in my face about it. Uh-huh. Um, as a child, I... I... I don't know. I, I know that by 1993, I had already seen Beetlejuice and was obsessed with Beetlejuice. And like I said before, I feel like this is just a poor man's Tim Burton film. And I'm really wondering like whether I would have been able to recognize the difference in that at the time, at the age of six. <laughs> um, so I don't know. A two as a child? A two. I'll give it a two. All right. Just yeah. know that Kendra didn't finish the movie and has a predisposition to hate this. Uh, also, I, Nintendo, get back in the film game. Make a make that Metroid movie you were thinking about making. Oh, that, yeah. We could always use more more uh, women heroes. Yeah, and it's just got more of a story. Yeah. Um, um. So, thanks for listening to us discuss Super Mario Brothers. We, uh, I don't want to say it's going to be our next episode, but within the next two episodes... We'll be watching Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, the animated version. Never to... heard of it. <laughs> Only movie to be nominated, animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture, I believe. Yeah. So we're going to be watching that. Um, and Matt, where can we find you online? Uh, trickscomic.tumblr.com. I continue to add a page every Tuesday. It is hand-drawn. I like it. See if you do, too. Great, thanks. And you can find me on Twitter at KendraJames underscore. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at KidsTablePod or you can email us like Will Price did at KidsTablePod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And as you saw today, we will respond to your questions when we see them and don't accidentally forget to check them. Like, comment, and subscribe. Come back next week. Thank you very much. It'll be better and less drunk. Bye.